This is episode 163 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming back. How you doing, boy? I'm good, man. We're uh, we're done with Loki. I mean, what an ending. What an ending to that season. Who saw that coming? I sure as hell didn't. <laughs> so a glimpse behind the curtain right now. We are recording this on Wednesday the 14th. And I'll be releasing it next week. So we're recording this before we watch and record the podcast for um, the se- the season finale of Loki. That's why oh, I'm over boy. here giggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the Were you business. expecting that? I was not expecting that. You caught me off okay, guard. Good, good. <laughs> you can find our podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else they get podcasts for exactly free 99. Give us five stars. If you only give us four stars, you are a grade A hater. All right, back to the show. Yeah, well, after all that Loki talk, six six episodes. Um, Boy, get on subject. It's time to get back and uh, talk some baseball, man. I, I've, uh, we haven't talked about it in a, in a while, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm always excited to talk about it. We are um, – Have we talked about currently... baseball since the beginning, since uh, spring training? We talked about it the start of June, I think. I think we gave it the first two months of the season to kind of see how things were looking. And then um, that was it. So I think it's a good time because we are, we're recording this during the all-star break. Mm-hmm. By the time this comes out, we'll, you know, we'll have played at least one game uh, that Friday night game uh, just depends on when it all comes out. But um, well, that depends on when we record the Loki episode, right? Mr. So, I always have a life going on. um so we should yeah we at least one game maybe two that will that this will come out we'll have already played but um really this is this is a good chance for us to kind of talk about what we've seen so far um good and the bad um and man i really i think there's a lot of good that's gone on this season um not just for the astros but just for baseball in general um and uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a fun season. Um, it's it is great that the season is back to normal. We're back to a full season. We're really starting to see, you know, we're really seeing all these you know players and you know teams take shape. Um, which even though it was only one year, you know, even though last season was only one season that it was like really different than than years past it makes a huge difference and um, it's, it's fun again, man. Yeah. It's, um, it's been great to see Benny uh, May park full again. Yeah. Yeah. Just having the crowd there. Uh, I did miss, miss it. Um, you know, last year we had the, 
uh, MLB the show crowd noises. So at the, <laughs> that was uh, the worst. Yeah, it was not fun at all. But you know, back to um, damn near full house every night, and it's been great to see. And not just mm-hmm. you know at Maymay Park, but in all stadiums across baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did you watch the um, All Star Game and Home Run Derby? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. Um, yeah. I heard. Pete Alonso defended his title from 2019. Yeah. Repeat Alonso. Yeah. I can't take hey, credit. Yeah, for, there you I go. can't take credit for that. I'm sure some Mets intern tweeted it out the right. right. But yeah, he defended um but basically the entire weekend was the uh the Shohei Atani show. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean we'll get to Astros in a minute, but wow, he has been having him back healthy it's been a godsend this year it's like every time he gets on the playing field he's amazing yeah i mean not to marginalize what he's not to marginalize him by any means um i mean he's not he hasn't been the best pitcher in baseball he's been very good Mm -hmm. very good pitcher this year but he's definitely been one of the best hitters in baseball if not the best and it's just insane like you know, everybody, like, the cliche is I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. Um, that's kind of the, the standard cliche I've heard going around. And it's true, man. I, you know, all these years that we've, that we've watched baseball, that we've been fans and have been employees and, uh, you know, seen, and, and seen, you know, players come and go left and right, you never think that this is possible. And, man, this guy is just absolutely killing it. And is, um, you know, just adding just an extra element of fun to the, to the game that I, I enjoy watching, you know, as it is. But um, here's how you know, crazy people talking. Here's how crazy the Shohei time thing is to me. He he is such a video game character that he actually <laughs> broke video games like it, <laughs> it used to be in the show. If you did a, a basically a the um, road to the show mode where you create yourself and you play as a um, you go from double a triple a all the way to the majors you'd have to pick mm-hmm. if you wanted to be a hitter hitter or a pitcher and this year they finally gave the option to do both <laughs> so you could hit and pitch your way through the league just like Shohei Tana. he is mm-hmm. one of one he is a mold breaker it's something that we have not seen in our lifetimes baseball hasn't seen since the early days of Babe Ruth, and it's mm-hmm. it is a joy to watch him. I mean, you should have watched him pitch in the All Star game. It, it's it's great when it's not going when it's not happening against your team. Of <laughs> Absolutely, and I mean, geez, just in the first half alone, he broke the uh, record for most home runs by a Japanese, but a Japanese or foreign born? No, uh, I guess a Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. 33 home runs already. Um, you know, the only the only downside mm-hmm. to Shohei Otani is he plays for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and that team stinks. And they just, you know, imagine – it's just – it's really sad to think that they've got the two most dynamic ball, ball players in baseball on the same team. One, of course, is hurt, but he's been the best player in baseball for – almost 10 years now and they still haven't done anything. They still haven't gone anywhere. He's yeah, you're talking about Mike Mount Mike floundering. Very funny. Talking about Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't and forget you- they signed um what's his name? Uh Anthony Rendon to a huge mm-hmm. contract. And you know, 
a couple of weeks ago, I would um, there was a conversation by Mike Trout and people are talking about, oh, he's so great. How come the Angels can't get to playoffs, right? And I was at work and I had nothing to do. So I went through fan grabs and I was looking at like the Angels pitching, like where they're pitching both starters and relievers ended up um, at the end of the year of every year of Mike Trout's career. And there's only one year that both the starters and the relievers were a um a top 15 team and it was like they were like barely 15 i mean i think i think um like their starting pitcher their starting pitching was like 11th and the relievers was like 14 or something so they barely made it to like being mid Mm -hmm. the only year that that's happened for the angels was 2014 what's the only year that they've made the playoffs in mike trout's career 2014 (laughs) Like, I, mean, I remember at the beginning of the um, not beginning, but during the off season last year, we were talking about the angel. We were talking about uh, Trevor Bauer. And one of the things I thought would happen was he was signed with the angels because they so desperately needed pitching. Mm-hmm. And it's um, that obviously didn't happen. Oh, and before we um, tangent, you're not going to bleep his name. Out. <laughs> no, tangent right here. I'm going to let you know, people, we are not talking about the Trevor Bauer situation. Um, it is like what he is accused of and the, um, um, the uh, what's what I'm looking for? Not supposed to say just victim, but the alleged victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to discuss that right now. Um, all we know right now is that Trevor Bauer's um, administrative leave has been pushed back to July 27th. And since this podcast won't be out to next week, we don't know what's going to happen. So we we don't want to date ourselves any any worse than we're already doing right now. So we're just going to step over that. Loki, man, that, that season for Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. We're going to step over that subject until we get more information. But back yeah. to what I was saying about Angels. Uh, yeah, the Angels, they, their pitching staff has been b- dog shit for Mike Trout's entire mm-hmm. career. And it's like baseball is, out of all the team sports, baseball is the one that's – it's an individual sport masquerading as a team sport. When you pitch by yourself, you feel by yourself, you bat by yourself. The only real time that you have the teammate, you, um, you know, you in, you interact with the teammates on the field where you're like, you know, doing a double play or you know a, a grounder to first something like that. So it's really an individual sport. So mm-hmm. out of all the sports in the in America, it's like it's the one sport where you can't do it all. Like it don't matter how great you are, Mike Trout can win five, six MVPs, and if the Angels pitching is still, you know, crap, there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, um, you know, whenever uh, whenever I do watch first take, mm-hmm. oh, we um, talking about that real quick. All right. Max Kellerman, Max Kellerman, whatever sport they're talking about, usually has a pretty good point. I think it's, I think it's a fair point that football is about the head coach. You've got that head coach that has the game plan, that has the schemes, and knows how to, to you know, evaluate talent. Mm-hmm. You probably have, a, you've got a good chance. You put yourself in a good chance position. Baseball, according to him, and I, I think is, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I agree with it. It's about your general manager and the front, the front office and what they do to evaluate talent, how they draft, how they develop, you know, 
the minor league system. And it just seems like, and, and we've seen it works. We've seen it work with the Astros. We've seen it work with Tampa to a degree. Um, seen it work with the Cubs. The Cubs. And the Angels have, I mean, in 10 years with the best player in baseball and now the next best player in baseball, 1A or 1B, however you want to look at it. They, they haven't done anything and they're going nowhere and they're wasting, you know, the primes of these two incredible talents. And um, robbing fans of the opportunity to see those players on, on the bigger stage in the postseason, you know. Um, and it's, it's sad, but, but again, we're only halfway through the season. I'm not saying the angels are going anywhere, but I'm just saying, let's enjoy it. You know, let's, let's not, let's not, uh, crap on it too much because there's, there's a lot to enjoy. There's a lot to enjoy when you watch Shohei Otani. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Currently the angels are 45 and 44 fan grabs gives them a 14.9% chance of making the playoffs. Oh, not man. great not great at all <laughs> um anything else on the angels because i was going to talk about the angels i spoke earlier about where they rank on fan grass pitching wise currently their starting pitcher pitching is 16th and their relief core is 22nd in fact now as today, the Angels relief core is worse than the Houston's. And we all know what kind of hell um, the relief pitching went through in the, in the first half of the year for the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, or, do you want to move on to the Strohs or what do you want to do? Um I really wasn't expecting us to get into the Shohei talk so early. I thought we were going to save that for it. But, yeah, you know, he's a generational player. Um, yeah. Just amazing to watch. And uh, <laughs> I'm kind of pissed off. He's not on the Astros, you know. <laughs> get that jealousy. Instead of, you know, you get to see this guy 19 times a year. But uh, those 19 times, he's trying to whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I love watching you, but I really hope you suck these 19 games, you know? <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, we go to the Astros. Well, man, you know, we are uh, we're at the top of the division. Mm-hmm. Got a not a comfortable lead, but a three-and-a-half game lead currently. Oh, so the Astros yeah, are currently 55-36. and 36. That is tied for with the Boston Red Sox for the most wins in the American League. Mm-hmm. It's the second best uh, lead. It's the second best record to the Chicago White Sox, who are 54 and 35. Mm-hmm. So they've got us on percentage points. Yeah. So just barely. But, um, and well, actually, the Giants have the best record overall. No, did I say overall? I meant the uh, White Sox have the best record in the American League. American League. Okay, gotcha. I'm sorry. Gotcha. I just saw this. The man, Giants are killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the uh, Giants are giant killers. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, man, this has been just, man, like, you know, my reservations going to the season. What are we going to do without? 
George Springer at the top of that mm-hmm. line at the top at the top of the lineup. Excuse me. Let me just interrupt you right now and say the Astros would have had sixty wins if they didn't shit the bed against the Orioles and Tigers. Okay, <laughs> go, yeah. go. I mean that two losses against the Yankees at home, mm-hmm. um, and there's just not much more to complain about. I mean this this team has um, just been rocking all year. Uh, a few hiccups here and there, but. You know, nothing to get too worried about. Um, the offenses look great, even with guys in and out of the lineup at times. Um, with Altuve missing time with COVID. Um, well, at one point, we, yeah, there was like four guys around at the lineup with COVID or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and, you know, we still prevailed and, and are looking good. Um, the bullpen is, I don't know, like, you were talking about the angels. It's one of those things that um, it just, it seems shaky at times. I don't know, but, um, but I think it's still a good group. I think it's a pretty solid group of of guys in the bullpen. And uh, let me be the first to uh, accept my, um, or not accept, but to, uh, uh, to acknowledge when I was wrong. I was oh. not a fan of Jake Odorizzi coming into the rotation, taking a spot from Christian Javier mm-hmm. or, you know, any, any of these younger guys that are technically still in the rotation. Um, and I was like, you know, he, he, like, let's develop these guys. Let's see what they've got. And he's been stellar. I mean, overall, he's been stellar when he got back into the rotation. He was hurt for a little while. Um, had a couple of shaky starts, but has actually been a really strong presence in, in the rotation and um, not something that I was expecting at all. And it's completely ex- exceeded my expectations. Yeah. His slow start, it should have been seen, you know, we should have saw it coming because he didn't really have a spring training. Mm-hmm. So basically that first month, month and a half, we should have just thrown out. But yeah, ever since then, he's been on a tear. Only issue I have with him, and it's not about him, it's about the uh, actual management. I wish they would let him pitch deeper in the games. Yes. It seems like they have a sixth inning and you're out mentality with him, even mm-hmm. when he's cruising. And that might just be sixth inning, or it might be we don't want you to, to face a lineup a third time around. But when he's having games where he's going – he you know, he finished six innings and only given up, you know, three hits or five hits or something. He should come out for a seventh inning. It, and Especially during this past month when we had a stretch of 20, game, 20 straight mm-hmm. games and, you know, 20 days essentially, with the exception of a couple of rainouts. Like, you need your starters to go deep at that point. You know, you've got to do something to, you know, to give that bull, to stretch the bullpen out a little further, you know, to not overtax them, you know, over a span of 20 days. Um, so it was like, it was encouraging when you'd see like Granky go seven or eight innings, but um, yeah, if, if just go with the hot hand, if, if Odorizzi is, is cruising and, you know, there's a comfortable lead, why not let him go into the seventh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, well, the signing of Odorizzi, I understood. I always understood because they were never going to go into the season and just let uh, who am I looking for? Sorry, guys like uh, 
Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, and uh, just pitch, you know, 180 innings and then go to the playoffs. I think the only people in the the only pitchers that have actually pitched over like 100 innings in a year are Grinky McCullers and Odorizzi. Mm-hmm. So they were always going to give the, these young guys some time off. You're seeing it now with Christian Javier being put in the bullpen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Luis Garcia makes his way there too. Um, and they just bring up someone from like AAA to make a spot, a spot start because these are, these guys are your horses, but you want to make sure that they're ready to go in October. Mm-hmm. And so you might bring up a spot starter in the next couple of months to give, you know, Valdez or Garcia, uh, you know, skip their turn. Right. Or there might be a, a phantom elbow injury. You might get, have to, <laughs> you know, oh, no, Luis Garcia's his uh, hamstring hurts. Let's put him on the IL for, for mm-hmm. a turn or two. <laughs> Garcia, what's – I mean, what's some – how many innings do you think he's pitched? What do you think his high innings is? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He's, oh, he's uh, damn pitched. It. He's pitched 85 in a third innings. He's gone seven innings twice, it looks like. At least seven innings twice. His um, career high back in 2019, looks like, is only 108 innings. Hmm. Hey. And he's already at 85. And this is a guy who only pitched 12 innings last year. Right. You know, you're going to be careful with him. You're going to be careful with Christian Javier. You don't want to burn these guys out before you make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, that's, a, uh, that's a weird thing to say, considering Dusty Baker's history with pitchers, where he, we saw him with the Chicago yeah. Cubs with, uh, who was it, Wood and Pryor, where basically, like, go out there and throw your arms out, boys. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a more concerned and more careful approach now. And you think that uh, you think uh, an older guy like Dusty would be set in his ways, but it looks like he's he's learning from that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like, and, and thankfully. And then you still got oh, speaking, who's on the IL. Yeah, speaking of Dusty back. Baker, you here's something that's going to make you feel old. You remember his son? Remember how TJ Snow pulled his son out of the way in the 2002 yeah. World Series? <laughs> yep. His son got drafted by the Nationals <laughs> this week. Wow. That's crazy. You can I do just, remember that. You can feel the dirt. A gathering in your knees right now. <laughs> we are old and ancient, man. Uh, crazy to think about, but yeah, I'm sorry. I get. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get your point. Yeah, Arkady. Um, how many? I mean, I don't think he's ever gone over. A, I want to say 120 innings. No, he's already. He's only pitched 77 this year, and that's that's his high so far. I'm also looking at his minor league spell. Oh, that's right. 2016, 125. Wow. And that was in A and A plus in 2019. I don't know. 2019, between AA, AAA, and majors, he pissed 100 and what's it? 
144 innings. Okay, so and then last year he pitched 30 innings. Right. So yeah, we keep think forgetting about last year, like there was such a low it, it, innings total. You mm-hmm. like ramping everything up, going from 60 games to a, a what was it, 66 games last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 66 60, to 100. Yeah, uh, 60, whatever it was. Like going from that to 162, <clears throat> like with these young arms, you kind of do need to baby them. Yeah, that's a good point. And 2019, he pitched 10 innings in the postseason. Mm-hmm. 20 last year, 15 innings. So less than 50 total last year, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it, it's, it's good to see. Um, and it doesn't hurt that this bullpen has, has actually been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Press has been amazing this year. I was mm-hmm. so wrong about him. I thought he would lose his job, and he has been lights out. Mm-hmm. I think he's only had one blown save this entire year. Um, Ryan uh, Stanek, he has definitely been hit or miss. Like, when it's good, it's good. When it's not, it's not. And he's got that fastball, man. I mean, he throws, what, 100 miles? Yeah. Both him and um, Brian Abreu have the same issue. It's like they got mm-hmm. an amazing fastball, have no clue where it's going the second it leaves their <laughs> fingers. Um, uh, and Christian Javier, I mean, he's been stellar out of the bullpen. Yeah. And then they still have uh, guys coming back. Let's see. Brooks Raley supposed to come back because he was on the health and safety protocols. Mm-hmm. Um Josh James, who's looked good in minor so far, coming back from his rehab start. He had hip surgery in the offseason. Also, I think he had a hamstring injury, if I'm agreeing. Uh, Ken yeah. Emanuel's gone. Yeah, surgery. Uh, and Pedro cool. Baez. I have no idea what we're going to see from him. <laughs> He's been out. He has shoulder discomfort in the um, – in spring training, I think he was all. He also had an issue with COVID, if I remember correctly. They signed him uh, to a, I think it was a three-year deal in the offseason. And yeah, nothing. And we haven't seen one pitch of this man. So I hope if let's see through 25 pitches of live batting practice friday that was last friday on the ninth so we'll see man that was like the big signing from last to help the bullpen he has given them absolutely nothing right there's nothing going on he got if, man okay contract two years uh Twelve and a half million dollars and a club option for twenty twenty three. Good money you can get for doing for not being able to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be mad at him. It's not his fault. You know, sometimes your body just betrays you, no matter what you want to do. It happens, man. It's part of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's part. Um, just me. It's uh, me getting older. I'm like when people don't like quote unquote play up to their contracts, I'm more like, eh, you tried. Whereas I was younger, I probably get like pissed off. Oh, speaking <laughs> of pissed off, let me go back to the all-star game. What do you think of all these um, 
mainly what I've been seeing baseball writers bitching and complaining about players skipping the all-star break or the all-star game. Um, it's hard. It's hard to say for me. It's hard for me to say because I don't want to come across as a hypocrite or whatever, but Oh, well, we're all hypocrites in some, at some point in our lives <laughs> for whatever reason. But um, I, this year I'm okay with it. And really, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it anytime. I mean, you know, sure, you get voted in by the fans and the fans want to see you and stuff like that. But, you know, if, you know, if you need to get out of it for whatever reason, then that's fine. I mean, look at Correa and Altuve. Um, and this is part of the reason why I'm more okay with it now than I probably was in years past. I mean, you know, it's two guys that, from the team that I root for the team that we root for Correa, you know, uh, didn't get voted as a starter. Um, so it's just not worth, I mean, you know, if maybe it's not worth his time uh, and his excuses that he wanted to, you know, spend time with his wife who's pregnant, um, even though she's only a, couple, a few months, but you know, whatever, that's, that's their business. That's his decision. And Altuve, it legitimately says that his leg is still bothering him. He could use those extra days off, especially, and here's, here's where I, you know, I'm totally okay with it, especially because he's, he's thinking about the team. He thinks the team has a chance to win, you know, to win. So he's going to do what he can to, uh, you know, to, to make sure he's healthy and, and ready to go and, and ready to you know, to contribute. And most importantly, for me, if you're Altuve, if you're Correa, um, why would you why would you want to be in the All Star game anyways? You're gonna get booed. Nobody likes you. Nobody wants you there, unless they're Astro fans. Everybody thinks you're a cheater and this and that and a liar. And I mean, you get booed everywhere you go, anyways. Screw it. Screw them. Screw the the people that are you know. Don't give them the the opportunity. You know, you you deal with it enough as it is. Um, so, yeah, if you want to skip it, by all means, go ahead. I love how you, you give nuanced answers to the questions I asked you. And then I just come in like, ah, fuck that thing, man. <laughs> right. hey, man, I don't look, honestly, I don't. Let's talk about the All-Star Game. It's a popularity contest. It always has yeah. been, always will be. So if I don't want to want to go i don't have to go there's no rules that i have to go to the um all-star game if i'm hurt i'm ca- i don't want to go if you know my wife is pregnant like it was for carlos correa and ryan presley then i don't want to go and the funny thing about the carlos correa thing is like even if he said i'm going i want to go he got knocked he got hit and uh put on the um covet il so he wouldn't be able to go or that, yeah. not COVID, it's a sickness and whatever. So, protocol. like, yeah, the sickness protocol. So, it could be the same thing like Kyle Tucker had when he had that stomach virus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even if he wanted to go, he wouldn't be able to go. And again, the funny thing about that is if he had said he was going and then got put in the IL, people would have complained and said the Astros were protecting him. Like, there's nothing you can do in this situation. It's like, why go to get booed in front of? 47,000 people. Yeah. 
I mean, they booed they orbit. They, there anyways. they booed orbit. Like, you know how crazy <laughs> that'd be for you to boo the damn mascot? It's like, right. it's like, make up your mind, people. You say you don't want the Astros to have any kind of recognition. And then when they bow out, you're like, oh, well, how dare they? It's like, you didn't want them there in the first place. Exactly. I mean, that's the, the personal individual reasons aside. Fine, I'm okay with that. But the, the, the bigger issue is, why would you subject yourself to that? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fun anyways. Everybody's going to be giving you a hard time the whole time. So, yeah, and as well. Reporters going to be asking the same questions they've been asking over and over again. Uh, the crowd's going to hate you. Um, and for me, it's like, it's another example of how when people come on here and talk about mental health, it on, they only talk about mental health for people they like. Because mm-hmm. Jose Altuve has gone on record say he never cheated. He's apologized for the teams. He's apologized for his inaction, all that stuff. And these people still boo him like he, you know, was the mastermind, had that had buzzers, that stupid fucking John Boy story. And so if you tell telling the truth and telling people what happened and they're still getting mad at you, why are you going to waste your time going? Yeah. It's like, I apologize. You st- you just want to be mad. And I don't have to be there for you to be mad. You can be mad and I can stay at home with my family. And rest up and enjoy the time off after playing 20 straight games in 20 days or whatever. Uh, or minus the, I guess, rain, rain outs or whatever. But yeah. Save and yourself the trouble. The stupidest thing I saw was this Busta Only tweet where um you saw that game. I think it was... Was the first or second Yankees game where he he bunted and tried to make it the first, and he was tagged out, but he kind of slid in the first base. And then Buster only was like, "Oh well, his leg looks pretty fine there." And then somebody uh, quote tweeted, "It was like back in what was it? Was it 2018 when they get knocked out by the Red Sox? He had a he had a normal average sprint speed of like 30 feet per second. And that was a series where, like, his kneecap was busted. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't, like, you have no idea what these players go through to play the game. Yeah. What rehab and shit. And saying that I'm game worthy isn't the same thing as saying, like, I, I can actually go out there and play well. We've seen tons of times where players go out there in every sport where they say, I'm fine, I can go do this. And then they have one of the crappiest games that you can tell they're hurting, but they're still out there for their team. Mm-hmm. Any other player that's gutsy. Yeah. But when you don't like the dude, then it's like, oh, well, he's lying about his injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just completely ridiculous. Yeah, so if you're um, you're out to me, why would I want to deal with the fans, like the asshole fans? Why would I want to deal with the, the bullshit media? And, and all they're doing, like, the entire time they're making a story off of my time. Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. Y'all don't want to listen when I tell you what happened. I apologize. It's not good enough. It's like you want me to just disappear into a black hole and never be seen again, but you still want to bitch about and me, whatever was, you want to. It was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Get the hell over it. Four and two years ago. Mm-hmm. Get the hell over it. It's over with. There's nothing going to change. Nobody's losing, uh, you know, championships or, or, you know. Oh, I know why Yankees fans are mad 
and they're gonna always gonna be mad. And it's two reasons. First reason, that's the closest that they've been to the World Series this entire time. That went to a game seven. That wasn't the um the walk off off of Chapman in game six. Yes. All right. So that was the closest they've been to a World Series. And also, too, the Yankees have been in the playoffs 2015, 2017, 18, 19, 20. And out of those five years, the Astros have knocked them out three times. I'd be pissed, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand just being like, I'm not doing this. Let me stay home with my wife and let me heal up my leg. Y'all already, I'm already the villain. So let me, let me do the villain thing thing at night and show up. Like I, and to be honest, honest, 100% honest, I don't give a fuck if they don't show for the all-star game. I'd rather they be ready for the second half of the season. Absolutely. I don't care about all-star MVPs. You know what I care about? World series MVPs. Get one that's of those. Funny. Yeah, that's that's way more important. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I I completely stole <laughs> whatever okay, you say. I t- I took it, ran with it. Uh, so yeah, Astros good. Every other team sucks. We hate them. <laughs> What's your catchphrase? They can all kick rocks. Kick rocks, pound sand, pump gas. There you In go. In that order. But um, I guess uh, I don't know how much more you have to say about the Astros, but really the lineup has been solid, even with guys in and out. Like I said, um, Springer hasn't been completely missed, mm-hmm. which was my yeah, big hold on, concern. Hold on, hold on, time out. You talked about earlier about you had to make apologies to Jake Odorizzi. I have to come on this podcast and make apologies to Mouse Straw. Oh yeah, because he's been he's been better than I thought he would ever be. I always thought he'd be a fourth outfielder, and he he still might be. But for now, mm-hmm. he's been holding down the center field position. He's been playing better since the first six week of, six weeks of the season. Um, I, I feel like um, he's uh, watching over his shoulder for Chaz McCormick right now, mm-hmm. and that's what's propelling him to play so well. But I have to come on here. In front of you, in front of all our listeners, and giving me a culpa to um, to Miles Straw. He's been very yeah. impressive this year, and it's been impressive considering he's been very inconsistent in the lineup. Because some days he's at the he's leading off, and some days he's hitting ninth, and some days he's hitting eighth. They haven't found a, a like a, a permanent spot for this guy, mm-hmm. and he's still doing pretty well. I mean, he's not, you know. He's not killing it, but like, you know, he's getting on base. He's stealing bases. Um, stolen bases. Uh, it's thirteen stolen bases. Okay. Well. Yeah. You know, he's he's hitting comfortably above the Mendoza line, mm-hmm. um, all while not having a regular spot in the lineup. Like, like I I look at each game and I'm like, where is he hitting tonight? Oh, he's leading off tonight. And then the next night, he's got he's hitting ninth tonight. It's like okay, um, you know that, that that plays a big role in in, in how uh, you know players um, perform. 
if you don't know where you're hitting regularly, you know, it, it messes with some players. And, and, and for the most part, like he's holding his own with that um, and contributing adequately, you know, more than enough, I think, at this point. Because we've got enough power in the lineup. We've got enough uh, contact hitters as well. Uh, and he's he's done really well, yeah. If I told you over under mouth straw on base percentage, 333, you've taken it over or the under? Wait, at the beginning of the season? No, right now. Right now. Over under 330 on mm-hmm. base percentage. Yeah, 333. Is he over or under? I'm not looking at that stat, so mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a true guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say over. You are correct. On base percentage of 347. Wow. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, and Chaz, like you said, definitely has the power um, over him. But uh, Straw is definitely he's definitely a better defender and, and base runner as well. So it's a good problem to have with those two. If one guy is hitting for power and the other is doing everything else, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, it's, not, it's a good problem to have. Um, the only problem yeah. I see with this, we need uh, Bregman back so um, Robel Garcia can go somewhere. Yeah. And who's the other guy? Uh, who's the guy that's hurt Abraham right now? Toro. Toro, not Toro. Toro's. Oh no! Oh, uh, Miss Diaz. Yeah, Diaz. I need this this guy this Garcia guy. Send him to Siberia, man. He's killing me. <laughs> Whether he's in the lineup in the field or on the pitchers, man. Uh, yeah, he, he it just hurts me. It, he's can't hit, can't feel, can, just taking up a roster space. Good news is uh, Diaz is going to West Palm Beach to begin a rehab assignment with the rookie level Gulf Coast Astros. Chandler Rome reported on the 11th. So hopefully he'll be back by the end of the month. All right. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the only thing, the only issue I see with this team right now is the bullpen. And mm-hmm. between the guys they're getting back from injury plus whatever's out there in the um at, at the trade deadline, I think they're going to be fine. Do you think this team needs to make a deal? And uh, who and what and how and all that good stuff? I would see if they can make a deal, like just get one more relief pitcher. I mean, the one I've heard the last week is um, uh, uh, Craig Crimble. Okay. From the uh, Chicago Cubs. Mm -hmm. But I believe his, let me go. uh, Last time I saw his contract is, I think he is for this year and next year. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got a vesting option for next year at $16 million. Mm -hmm. And this year, he's also got his, Deal for this year is sixteen million, so it'll probably be about seven million when that if the Astros were to trade for them. 
And apparently James Flick says he got the okay from um, uh, Jim Crane to go over the luxury tax. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, because next year they don't lose they they have their first and second round draft picks again. Mm-hmm. So the only the only big thing about you know um, going over the luxury tax is if like say Correa he becomes a free agent and they offer him the, you know the qualifier option, which of course they will. If they're over the luxury tax. The draft pick, the compensation draft pick, they get back goes from end of the compensation round, which is like the first round, first, second round. It goes all the way to like the fourth round. Okay. I'm like, man, that sucks. Also, like... James Click seems like a smart guy and he has good people who know how to draft. So I'm not sure. Like part of me is like, oh, I'm not sure that really hurt that much. But no. But uh, I think they should make a deal for another reliever, like I was saying. But if they stand pat and say, basically this, this next couple of weeks are going to determine if the guys the they get back from the injury like James and um, a couple of guys come back and they actually pitch well in their return, they probably won't feel the need to go out and get a reliever. But I would. Sure. Yeah, no. I, <clears throat> I mean, especially when I mean, it's just that time of year everybody's going to be trying to make deals and trying to get better and uh, you know, if you can even if you can just get someone to prevent the other team from getting him, why not? So overall, scale of one to ten, how worried are you about the Astros? Or how are you feeling about the Astros? One being terrible, ten being great. Um, I'm at an eight right You're now. An eight? Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you. I'm an eight. They make their one trade. I'll be up to a ten. Uh, and moving on, like, what team in the American League actually scares you right now? I hate to say the Yankees just because they beat us those first two games. That coward. That last game was crazy. Um, coward. I don't. I don't want to say them. I'm not saying them. Um. I guess maybe the the Rays just because they beat us last year. <laughs> I was going to say there's only one team that puts the fear of God in me, and that's the Rays. Yeah. Because you'll go into that series feeling like you're the best team, and you'll lose in seven games and figure out how the hell it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, everybody else – yeah, just the Rays are just that – they're that team that just finds a way, it seems like, year in and year out. It's like uh, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. He's like, you can't kill them. They keep coming back. Like, if, when you beat the Rays, you beat them in every facet of the game. And you have to go in there and knowing that they are not going to, like, make mistakes. They're going to be on point. And, yeah, that's the team I'm scared of the most. Um, Chicago White Sox. We've only, I mean, have we played I, them this season? We swept them. 
Four games at minimum. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, like, I'd definitely. be more worried about the White Sox if they had their offense all together. But mm-hmm. they've had guys hurt. So I'm not 100 I'm not scared of them. Um, the Red Sox, um, they're supposed to be getting Chris Sale back soon. Yeah, I put them in that second tier with both the Sox teams underneath the Rays, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the uh, Tigers and Orioles make a way into the postseason, and that happens, <laughs> I'm, scared. I'm scared shitless of that. Happens. Yeah, that's it. I'm raising the white flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, let's stay in the American League for right now. So you picked the Astros to win the American League pennant. I picked the Yankees, and I picked the Yankees for this reason, this reason only. If the Yankees made it to the World Series, I would be right, which makes me happy. If the Yankees didn't make it to the World Series, the Yankees would suck, and that also would make me happy. And it looks like I'm getting column B because the Yankees are currently 46 and 43. They won the first two games in Houston this past weekend. But I got to say, it's got to feel like a loss the way they lost that third game. It feels like they – it damn near feels like they lost the entire series. Yeah. I mean, nobody's talking about those two. And nobody's talking about those first two games. And Garrett Cole pitched a complete game shutout mm-hmm. the second game. And we're nobody's talking about that anymore. Everybody's talking about that comeback and that – Game-winning home run. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking up the Yankees starting pitchers. But all I know is Cole. Let's see, who started for them this year? Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Corey Kluber, uh, Jameson, the Italian? Italian or something. Yeah, Italian. And Domingo Joma, the domestic abuser. That's right. He's keeping that title. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forget. Uh, looking at this. So, uh, Corey Kluber is hurt. In fact, let me go to the roster side of the. God damn, I forgot what team I was looking for. Uh you ever just start looking for something and then you forget it and you just feel like you have like Alzheimer's? <laughs> like that's how I feel sometimes, man. Like, I'm going. Yeah, that. I mean, this. Uh... Yeah, it's like it's Garrett Cole. That's who you're afraid of. But in a seven game mm-hmm. series, you're going to see him two times maybe three if it's set up right and the rest of it i don't fear their offense like i should not anymore like louis severino hasn't played all year and but he won't be you know the severino of old i mean you know at this at that point in the season Sorry, and yeah, that, that lineup is uh, because at any point Stanton or Judge could get hurt like they typically do. So 
th that's nothing to to really to really be scared of. Glaber Torres is not the Glaber Torres of two years ago. Same anymore. thing with DJ LeMahieu, French for the Mayhew. <laughs> and I don't care what you say about uh, Gary Sanchez. He always seems like he's an easy out. And the mm -hmm. same thing with Judge and Stanton. They're going to hit some home runs, sure. But it feels like a curveball in the dirt is still the kryptonite, and it's been for four or five years now. Yeah, I mean, it's the difference between hitting 282 and 270 as opposed to, you know, 315, 320. Which, when you see guys like that, you think they are capable of doing, but just not doesn't happen. Yeah, and Stanton, Stanton hit, hits the emptiest stats I've ever seen. Like, I can't tell you one big hit that he's had on the as a Yankee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, nothing. So I'm not scared. Of the I'm not scared of the Yankees. Will that come back to bite me? I don't think so. I don't even like honestly. I don't even think they're making the playoffs this year. They've got a lot of fighting to do. Let's see, what are their playoffs odds right now? They have a 40.9% chance of making the playoffs. They're eight games behind the Red Sox. What's that? Six and a half behind the Rays. They're tied with the Blue Jays for four. Yeah, four or by percentage points. They're tied with the Blue Jays for third place. Yeah, they've been fighting for a wild card spot with the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Athletics. I got nothing to say about the Athletics. I did that all before we did our podcast in uh, May. Until they prove something to me, I do not give a damn. <laughs> and that's it, man. Yeah. No one in the Central – Again, unless the Tigers get in, cross your okay. fingers. And yeah, they said they showed the White Sox stats like they basically they're a paper tiger. They've been beat, they've been beating up every team in the AL Central, but outside of that, their record's under 500. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you might be right. The Astros might make that run to the, to the World Series. Everybody stays healthy and, mm -hmm. and uh, keeps rolling like they are now. Kind of like those chances. All right, let's make a hop over to the uh, National League. Unless there's anything else you want to say about the American League? No, that's all I've got. Um, uh, Cleveland, I just want to say it real quick. Um, Dolan, either sell the team or shut the fuck up. Every couple of months, I see the same thing. Cleveland's operating in the red, and they've been operating the red for a couple of years. Don't know what to do. We don't know if Cleveland can handle three sports scenes, and out of the three, the baseball team be the most likely to leave and blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. If, if it was really that dire, you would have sold the team. Mm -hmm. And we have just saw, uh, who was it? Was it the Athletic? I can't remember which public thing. Um, place it was but basically they published a story about how owners basically fudge the numbers on these teams to make it look like they're losing money 
It's like we know. Yeah, if you guys were losing money, you you'd be selling the team because they're like you wouldn't be sell you wouldn't be signing billion dollar television contracts exactly. And there's always somebody that wants to buy a team because there's only thirty spots available. Mm-hmm. You can walk around and say I own a baseball team, or you know, if NFL is only 30, 32 spots, you know, you want to be that big dog in your city. Imagine so, if Jeff Bezos decided he wanted to buy all thirty Major League Baseball teams and could offer each team five billion. He could offer each team. Yeah, he better, like he better take his bald ass to space and leave us alone. Stay out of my sports. You better make sure the Washington Post gets paid and make sure my two-day <laughs> shipping works 48 hours. All right, Jeff. Work on what you're supposed to be work on. He could offer. Oh no, he couldn't offer five billion each. He could offer two. And still no. have. 90, 90 billion, excuse me, left over. If he offered that money, there are some like silent owners that would take that money, but none of the principal owners would do that. <laughs> like they know, they know how much money these teams make, these teams mm-hmm. make. They're not offering that. Um, yeah, Cleveland, sh- shit or get off the pot. I'm so sick. Of it. It's the same thing with the athletics making this, these flirty googly eyes with Las Vegas. Because the city of Oakland won't give them a fucking billion dollars coming off a pandemic. Leave then. Leave then. Are you really that damn greed and just leave? Yeah, I think I've never never been a fan of, of the taxpayers subsidizing these, paying for these stadiums. Meaning, because it's always the same bullshit. They come through and say, oh, well, if you pay for the stadium, it's going to revitalize such and such area. And then every damn time the taxpayers do it, and every damn time it never happens. Yeah. Like, they're just now getting around to building stuff around Mid May Park, and that park's been there for how many years? 20. How many times did we leave Minute Maid, Maid, go out the employees' entrance, and that bar right there had changed owners? (laughs) Too many. At least in the, how long, like the 10 years that we worked there, that bar changed owners at least eight times. I'm not (laughs) kidding with you. Yeah, when they say it's going to never, never happen. Yeah. Never, never a reason to go in. Yeah, I think we went in one time. There might have been a total of eight people in there besides our group. Yeah. It's like (laughs) the only thing that these um, new stadiums revitalize is the owner's paychecks. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. There's no reason that that city should be paying for that when they can be paying for stuff that actually help the citizens. Sorry, let me get off my socialist soapbox right now. Right, we're back. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so that's it for the American League. National League. Um, uh, I mean, no. it's all about what? The Dodgers and Giants at this point. Dodgers, Giants, and Padres. Yeah. Everybody else is, you know, just kind of hanging in there. 
Yeah, this is Dodgers, Giants, Padres, and the Brewers. Those are the only four teams that have more than 50 wins. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just kind of hovering around 500. Oh, let me talk about the NL East for a second, right? Sure. I don't think there's more a more disappointing division than the East between the Phillies, the Braves, and the Nationals. Yeah, I, I mean, the Braves. I'm sorry, the Phillies are forty and forty-four and forty-four. The Braves are forty-four and forty-five. The Nationals are forty-two and forty-seven. The Phillies have all been lately have been all about spending a ton of money. The Mets are starting to spend a ton of money and the Braves have always been about player development Mm -hmm. and nothing is working for for any of those teams. Oh, it's so bad when you see three different things, three different um, development ideas and all three of them just go to shit at the same time. It's just, I, don't, I don't know if we've seen that before. In the same division. That's, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the Braves, are, the Braves are getting hit with that. Uh, I don't know if I could trademark it, but basically that two, that 2016 Astros curse, whereas that team that looks like they're the year before, they look like they're right there. They're about to make the jump. And then they just have the season from hell. Mm-hmm. Cause I, they just lost Ronald Acuna Jr. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, torn ACL trying to make a uh, catch in the outfield a couple of nights ago, um, so we won't see him again until next year. And- wow, I did not hear that. I just saw that he was on IL. I just read the details. Wow, he's done for the year. Yeah, blew out his knee, unfortunately. Oh man, and he is a monster. Yeah, he's one of those faces of baseball that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Him, Soto. We talked about Otani earlier. Um, like, there's so many young, good players, and to see one of them go out like this, it's just like it's crushing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let me find Atlanta real quick. And then they they also lost uh, the their pitcher from last year. Oh, what's his name? Mike. So I think it is Soroka. Soroka. Yeah, so this is the it is Kawhi Leonard esque. Like he tore his Achilles last year. They did the surgery. He felt something was wrong with the surgery. They went in, they saw the suit, the sutures were like messed up in some way. I can't remember the exact details. And he told him, Oh, it's fine. They're still, it'll still heal. And then as he was walking into the clubhouse, he felt it pop. And then they went in and saw it ripped from the bone yet again. Unbelievable. And I'm like, can I sue you guys? <laughs> uh, like, that's would be my thing. Like, can I sue you guys? What's his name? Mike. Oh, there he is. Yeah, felt a pop in his right Achilles while walking to the clubhouse at Twist Park. Is that what they're called? Oh, stop, stop, stop. 
I hate I hate clicking on Sports Illustrated because they have that automatic uh, player, yep. automatic video player, and it's so annoying. Absolutely, it's the, uh, so many websites are just terrible. I hate mm-hmm. most of them. Man, yeah, he had surgery last August for repairs his Achilles, and then had that follow procedure I told you about in May, where they were like, "Oh, his sutures are fine; they're holding," and they were not holding. Yeah, Ugh. it's awful. That's terrible. So you lose him, you lose Acuna Junior for the rest of the season, and it's. Do you think they sell? The Braves? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't. But, okay. Out of the three teams that I named, the Phillies, the Braves, and the Nationals, which team do you think sells? Oh, uh, players. No, not teams. Players. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you think I meant sell? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant sell at the trade deadline. My apology. Um, it, I mean, it'd have to be the Braves. They, they like to save money anyways. They're not going anywhere with without those two guys. And uh, I mean, they don't have much to sell. I mean, I mean, if I'm the Braves, they're right closer, now, but that's no, about it. No, no, no. I'm I'm dangling Charlie Morton, Charlie Morton, and, and Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can get anything for Charlie Morton because Morton is thirty. Is he thirty six or thirty seven? Thirty seven. He's having yeah, a solid year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ever since the Astros fixed him, he's been amazing. Mm-hmm. He's had one of those late, uh, late career renaissance that you rarely see. But yeah, um, yeah, I would try. I think if I'm the Braves, I'm selling anything I can. And also, if I'm the Nationals, uh, yeah, I'm putting up Max Scherzer and see what I can get for him. It's time. I think that's fair. Every year the national sucks. It makes that 2019 World Series harder to bear. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you've got Scherzer and Brad Hand. That's about it. You're not really going to give up anybody else. I mean, you're going to hang on to Soto, of course, mm-hmm. and Turner. But uh, really anybody else, I think, is expendable. Hold on, turn. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, at this point, really, it's just about, and the Mets, you know, they've got the Grom, who's having an incredible season. And that's about it. The, well, the rest of the rotation has been pretty solid, actually. But who knows? Who knows what, what they'll do? I hope um, Lindor is able to turn around for them guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So is the Mets, are they just all pitching? Yes, at this point. I mean, Pete Alonso, but. Look. Mets. Oh, yeah, they're fourth and they're starting. Yeah, pitching. DeGrom, Walker, Strowman, and a couple of guys because they're. Their hitting is terrible. I talk about Francisco Lindor, and I hope he can turn around. On fan grabs, he's still their most valuable player. 
Sorry, dog is barking because we got food delivered. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So a lot of uh, volume I'm seeing from Lindor is from his defense, but still, he's been like he goes Lindor, Brandon Nemo, Jonathan VR still in the league. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he's got 230 plate appearances. What's going on here? John the VR is only 30 years old. <laughs> His claim to fame will always be that butt slide from Jimmy Rollins. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. John, wow, that's crazy. James McCann, Pete Alonso. Yeah, Pete Alonso, he has been knocking a cover off the wall. He's got 17 home runs, but he, well, 250 average. With a 338 on base percentage. He has a worse on base percentage than um Miles Straw. That's a bet you would have you would have lost at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, can we pause? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, pause. Okay. And with the power of editing, we're back. <laughs> uh, all right. so, so the uh the Mets, mm-hmm. their rotation has been Pretty good with DeGrom uh, and not Strowman. What's his name? Um, oh, damn it. I just left that page. I'm sorry. Walker. Tywan Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Str- Strowman does pitch for them, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Sub three ERA, 113 whip, six wins. I mean, yeah, he's – it's a – you know, that's not a bad th- top three in your rotation to have. They have the um, – they're basically the anti-Astros. Our pitching is amazing. We can't hit our way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. And you said Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. uh, 17 home runs, which he had 50 what, two years ago, so that's a huge drop-off. I mean, there's enough time for him to get hot. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the kind of guy he can hit 20-some home runs the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so the Mets, yeah, they're – Oh, man, I don't see anyone else coming close to. Even though the Phillies are only three and a half back and the Braves only four back, I don't see either of those teams making a run. It's too late for them now. Yeah. And with, like, the Phillies, they're not going to give up Harper, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCutcheon isn't having the type of season where he's a – I don't think he'd be a, a, a trade deadline acquisition. <laughs> Hoskins, I think he's too young to give up as well at first base. Yeah. Honestly, I think the Phillies say fuck and just continue going for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's one of the things they're too good to just tank or bottom out this season, but they're not good enough to make a run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the Mets definitely are buyers. Phillies are going to buy. And the Braves are going to do a soft sell, and the Nationals are going to fire sell. And the Marlins are just going to be down there. Hey, Marlins. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to wrap this up soon. I got a uh, delivery manager drops off some Chick fil A. You can smell Woo! it, you can taste the, the homophobia that makes it so good. Um, so, anything else you want to say about the NL Central? No, that's, that's it. Yeah, congratulations. The Brewers look great. 
I thought there wasn't going to be a team that finished above 500 in that division. Boy, was I wrong <laughs> yet again. Um, I think the happiest people in this division right now are the people in the club's front off the Cubs front office. They had that 11 game losing streak. So you don't have to worry about being buyers at the trade deadline. They can mm-hmm. sell like they wanted to. Um, always nice to see the Cardinals under 500. <laughs> <laughs> that beef will never die. And that's about it. And, you know, uh, later on the season, we'll talk more about the Dodgers, of course. Same thing with the Giants and Padres. We talked about them a lot at the beginning, so we'll do some more of them later. I guess that's, that's it for me. What about you, man? That's all I've got. Um, you know, looking forward to uh, the start of the second half, um, which we've already missed one game at least, so. Oh, we but, missed more than one game. The season started back on Friday, and this isn't coming back to like out until like Monday or Tuesday. At so least, we, yeah, we missed a couple of games. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know we've been talking a lot of baseball tonight. I'm still just blown away by that Loki season. Enough with you. <laughs> we haven't even watched it. All right. As soon as I get off of this, <laughs> I'm not even going to edit this. I'm just going to hop right off, <laughs> get on Disney Plus, and watch uh, episode six. And then we can talk about it this weekend. Sounds good. Yeah, let me know when you can do this weekend because I know Sunday. I know Elimination Chamber. Not even that. Money in the Bank mm-hmm. is on Sunday. So if you want to do, we can do it Friday night or Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back with you. All right. Works for me. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, like always, a pleasure talking to you, and uh, we'll get back on it or. <laughs> Well, by the time you guys hear that, we'll get back on it for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The magic of planning ahead. (laughs) All right. Like I said, always a pleasure. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back later on with another podcast. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.